0: It's Friday. It's 11 o'clock, and it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show with your host,
1: Armish.
0: Cold sweat runs down on my cheeks. Why my heart's getting hot to beat? My throat's so dry, and I got some shakes. Again, morning, morning. Again, headache. Again, morning. Again.
1: That was the Stooges and I Want to Be Your Dog, the band's first single off their debut self-titled album. If you look in the Oxford English Dictionary for the word classic, it says, see the Stooges debut album. Did you know that producer and Velvet Underground member John Cale was on the one-note piano track? Maybe you didn't know that. I mean, we can't know everything. Only this week, I found out that Phil Collins produced and drummed on Adam Ant's Puss in Boots. To be fair, I lost interest in Mr Goddard after Kings of the Wild Frontier. That and Dirk Wears' White Socks were outstanding. A few weeks ago, I mentioned how the uh, mixing on the Beatles' original stereo albums were left to the Abbey Road engineers, with things literally planned to the left or to the right. Henry Rowlands, on his KCRW radio show a couple of weeks ago, played bulldog Dog, from the Yellow Submarine soundtrack. It was the stereo version, and I'd forgotten how awful it is. It is almost unlistenable. I've only the mono version, and surmised that uh, George Martin's son, Giles, would have by now remixed the stereo to a you know, higher standard, like he did for Revolver, Sgt. Pepper, uh, the White Album, Abbey Road, and Let It Be. As much as I am an advocate of Mono's Beatles, Joel's stereo takes are amazing and I love them. Sadly, Yellow Submarine and uh, everything pre-Revolver hasn't been touched and uh, doesn't look like it will. Unless, please, please me, we'll get the uh, 60th anniversary treatment, mind you. That's in March, so uh, seems unlikely. So here's Hey Bulldog, in glorious Mono, as the band intended you and I our parents and our grandparents to hear it. to crack on with new music in the shape and form of Norway's Carburettors and their new album Drinking from the Skulls of Our Enemies. Apparently at the tail end of last year a track was lifted from the aforementioned album but thanks to Facebook algorithms I failed to see it. The track in question was Endless Nights that sounds remarkably like this.
0: Another endless night You know it never slows down We came before you We're gonna rock this town Take a look at yourself Still fire in your eyes Let everything go And just feel alright So come on Oh, this night.
1: Straight after The carburetors and Endless Nights. You heard it Because I Played Above the Law by Hardcore Superstar. From their Come On Take Me album that celebrates its 10th anniversary this year. That song, Alive uh, If Memory Serves Me Well, up until a couple of years ago, was the band's final song. With Rhodes dismantling AD's uh, drum kit as he continued to play it, ultimately leaving him with just his snare and drum stall. And his drumsticks, of course. Uh, at least you knew. The gig was over and after that it was the dictators and faster and louder and uh, i'm looking forward to hearing their new album and uh, just as importantly live over here in the uk hopefully uh, on the strength of youtube footage and people i know who have seen them live we will be in for a treat as you know i love demos to hear a song in its embryonic state uh maybe it had different lyrics A different riff. Either way, I love hearing them. Step forward, Jim Penfold. He of Jim Penfold and the Hollywood Killers. And just plain old Jim Penfold. Uh, I got an email on Monday informing me that the original demo of Baby that Jim recorded in 1988, along with Levi Root's Biddy on percussion harmonies at Granny's studio in Fulham, is available to download from Jim's website. A year later, in 1989, he recorded a proper master of baby produced by john brand which jim hopes to release soon now a version of baby is currently available on jim's 2020 album groovy music project so i wasn't sure if this was a different demo or the john brand version slightly different mix so you know i thought i would ask jim himself he replied to my message the baby on a groovy music project was recorded around 2004 and was never finished as i it wasn't happening for me a bit plodding the john brand version is a proper master track and has sex from the ruts on bass ooh ooh and indeed ooh Demos as part of his Patreon subscription, Gizbut, has been treating us to live recordings, alternate mixes and of course demos. The latest being Jana Stark's Undressing with the Flames from 2000. This song has never been heard in this form. A lost Jana Stark demo with Kim Nail on vocals. The more astute amongst you will realise upon hearing said song that it became Succession that appears on the Jana Stark album... Chez Wrong And if the Chez Wrong album is lacking In your musical collection A link to purchasing it will be in this episode's Show notes over at Theparanoidsgirl.com In the meantime, this is Undressing with the Flames That will be swiftly followed by Succession This is Giz Butt from Jaina Stark, and you're listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. And in my opinion, you'd be absolutely nuts to listen to anything else. Sometimes, when a band splits or a member leaves, a song might straddle both parties. Take the Paul Gray penned Hit or Miss, originally recorded as a demo by Eddie and the Hot Rods in 1979, that would eventually be released on the 1990 Hound Dog Records album The Curse of the Hot Rods, but found its way onto the Dam's Black Album in 1980. On the same album, the intro to Therapy, as I've mentioned before, was the intro to Brian James's Tans Do You track, Blue Lights Flashing. 43 years after the event, I have recently discovered another song that transpositions two bands. I didn't make that word up. Sounds like I did. The song in question, in its more famous form, I am well aware of. The seemingly original release, first track, as I said, I never knew existed until a Facebook post brought it to my attention the song the songs in question are from iron maiden and the opening track to their second album killers that came out in 1981 and samson and a track from their 1980 album head on the iron maiden song is the eyes of march with samson's thunder burst now there is a huge amount of interconnectedness between both bands samson drummer thunder stick not his real name was in an early incarnation of Iron Maiden. Samson drummer Clive Burr left to join Iron Maiden with Thunderstick going the other way in a free transfer with Samson vocalist Bruce Bruce leaving the band and reverting to his real name of Bruce Dickinson and joining Iron Maiden. Right, now we're all clear on that. Obviously, whilst Thunderstick was in Maiden, songs and ideas were being jammed on with nameless riffs floating around. One of these nameless riffs... Thunderstick took to Samson and named it Thunderburst, crediting it to all the members of the then lineup of Samson and, importantly, Steve Harris as a nod to where it originated. A year later, Iron Maiden released it as The Ides of March, with Harris as the sole writer. Now, were each aware of the others? Probably not. Maiden started playing it live in uh, October 79, but would have Thunderstick gone and seen a band he'd left play live? Unlikely. Even if he read a live review that gave a set list, would the title have meant anything? Probably not. Same for Harry. Would he buy a record featuring a former bandmate? Probably not. He might have. After the event, when sizing up Dickinson's vocals as Deano's replacement, but as Thunderburst is on the first track on side 2, Would he have made it that far? Or did he skip it altogether in favour of head-on follow-up shock tactics? Who knows? So, without further ado... Compare and contrast. Up first is Maidens, which will swiftly be followed by Samson's. Be Aggressive from the Angel Dust album. And the last to feature, Big Sick Ugly Jim Martin on guitar. I always felt that the Be Aggressive backing vocals should have been handled by Yoko Ono. <laughs> mccracken who uh, just listened to the episode where i mentioned that i wasn't fully over okay with art bergman spot said that this was a shame as he is a legend in his native canada and uh, i quite possibly would enjoy him a link to his wikipedia page was attached so i had a read and ultimately a listen spot is spot on art is right up my boulevard of broken dreams He recommended that I should check out the album Sexual Roulette from 1990 as a starting point. All I can say is thank you, Spot. From said album, this is Bound for Vegas.
2: St. Louis lose I said fine enjoy
1: bands are a mute subject, but generally, on the whole, I enjoy them for what they are, a cheaper alternative in a venue that you can actually make eye contact with the band and the drinks aren't as expensive as your monthly energy bill. A band that Exeter to Ray has dragged me along to, willingly, I hasten to add, are the Feelgood band that obviously pay homage to Dr. Feelgood. Well, the Feelgood band have just said farewell to their last founding member, guitarist John Simpson, which now means both the Feel Good Band and Dr. Feelgood have no original members in their current lineup. But I digress. John, along with Pete Freenstra, who uh, I'm sure promotes bands at the Beaverwood Club and Boom Boom Club, uh, have come together to form the Freenstra and Simpson. Uh, the first song from the duo is called Your Eyes Gave You Away and sounds remarkably like this. I've seen them in the heyday is Slade. Well, I had the chance, but instead of seeing them at Hammersmith Odeon, I've carried on walking to the Fulham ground to see Hanai Rocks. There is a Slade tribute band called Slade UK, who are playing the aforementioned Beaverwood Club in December. A bit early to book tickets, I know, but I thought I'd put it out there. Finishing off this week's show are the all-girl Slade tribute band Slady. With their original track Slater for life Open brackets Not just for Christmas Close brackets Until next week Take it easy This episode of the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show was produced by Bart and Stacy, engineered by Fenny Bridges and was hosted by Armitage Schmidt and was a Watts' Lodge production.